that I didn't even have. See, look at this. You see all these notes, man? I'm not even going to talk about them. How about that? We're going to put the notes up, and we're going to talk about what the Lord wants to talk about today. Go to 1 Peter 5. I got two sermons that I get to preach one day. And I will say this, starting in the month of July, I'm going to preach on the book of Revelations. Yep. Next week, we're going to open up that book. And we're going to dive into it. I'm going to start bringing some clarity to the best of my knowledge. I don't know everything about Revelations, but I know this, that the body of Christ is woefully ignorant about the book because they don't spend no time in it. So I want to, by the direction of the Lord, bring a little clarity to that book. It's not a scary book. It's a love letter to the church. And next week, we're going to start. And the whole month, as I'm speaking, we're going to talk about Revelations. Hallelujah. And it's going to be good. We're excited about it. 1 Peter 5, chapter 5. Chapter 5, verse 5. I want to read a few scriptures here, and then I'm just going to expound on it, and then we're going to, we're going to do some baptismals. Hallelujah. I don't need none of this. Hallelujah. 1 Peter 5, verse 5. It says, Likewise, you younger people, submit yourselves to your elders. Yes, all you be submissive to one another, and be clothed with humility. God resists the who? He resists the proud, but he gives grace to who? So God's got two things he's going to do. And one thing he's not going to do and one thing, or both things he does. He resists the proud and he gives grace to the humble. So if you're going to get some empowerment, you're going to get some some help from the Lord, what are you going to have to do? You're going to have to humble yourself, right? Because he knows what's best. All right, and I want you to lean into this, guys, because God's got something here he wants to give you guys. He says, therefore, humble yourselves under the mighty hand of your boss. Humble yourself before the mighty hand of your spouse. No, he's saying humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. Meaning that if we get that right in the private chamber, all the rest is going to go a lot easier outside the chamber. That means if we get it right in there, we're going to have it well out here. So we... We, uh, we humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God that he may do what? Exalt you in due time. Did you know God is really interested in exalting his kids? He loves putting his kids on a pedestal. He loves it. It just don't go well when we put ourselves on the pedestal. Amen? But God wants to exalt his kids. He wants to. Badly he wants to exalt his kids. Some of his kids are not ready to be exalted yet. They're still full of pride. They're not humbling themselves. And those are the kids that sometimes you see in church or out of church that force their exaltation. They try to exalt themselves. They try to brag on themselves. They try to, you know, talk themselves up. And it just don't work, okay? It don't work at all. It probably irritates most people if they're doing that, okay? But if God exalts you, it's going to be good. But this is what I wanted to get to. Verse 7. Casting all your care upon him, for he cares for who? God Almighty cares for each person in this room. Every single one of you. About everything in your life. There's not one thing going on in your life that he does not care about. He cares about it all. But the problem is sometimes as us as humans, we think that there's other ways to fix our problem than taking it to God. And that's where we get in trouble. And I believe the word for today is God cares about you. Give me your cares. Give them to me. 
And I know that sounds good, and I could just keep reading, and we could go home, and that sounds like a good old phrase there. Cast your care on the Lord. But no, I'm going to park here for a little while, because some of you guys are carrying your cares. Some of y'all are carrying your cares, man. And I don't care what age you are. I don't care who you are. You're not equipped to carry your care. Carry the issues in your life. If you were, then why do you need God? Why would we need a Savior? Why would we need a Lord? No, we cannot carry our own cares. We've got to cast them over on the Lord. Who's got to do the casting? That means is God going to come down and say, Jackie, uh, I noticed you got some cares, and I'm going to go ahead and take them from you. No, he's not going to do that. He will literally watch his kids trip up, fall down, and struggle if that's what they so choose to do. He's not going to interrupt your affairs without permission. But you have to literally, verbally cast your cares over on the Lord. Now, is that going to be easy? Uh Uh-uh. No, it's not. If it was easy, everybody would do it. The problem is we don't do it. We say, God, I got this one. I'm good. I got this one. I know you can handle the big one, but I got this one. I'm all right. I'll bring the big one to you. I know you want that one, but this little one here I can handle. The problem is is we start handling one little one, then we try to handle another little one, and then another little one, and then the next thing you know, we're in a bad way. Friend, everybody in this room, you got some cares today. Every single person in this room. And God is saying that you need to give that to Him. He can fix it. You can't. It could be a struggle. It could be anything in your life that is, is caring and it's, it's weighing you down and it's, it's, it's hurting you. You've got to give that to somebody that can take care of it. You can't. How about if we cast the care of it's too freaking hot in here? I mean, I'm wondering, is the food cooking or is that me? Are we going to have some roast people today? Hallelujah. It's already down. I mean, we've got it pretty much down. We all need personal fans, don't we, Carrie? Hallelujah. Y'all hang in there. We're going to make it. Glory to God. It won't stay 90 forever, okay? We will. Fall is, is on the way, okay? Hang on, hang on. So some of you guys that are dozing off, that's okay. Go ahead. I understand, you know. I'm a, hallelujah. If you see them dozing off, just kind of give them a kiss or something, you know. Wake them up. Hallelujah. We love you. But I want to park here because, guys, if we don't get this, it's going to stop a lot of other things happening in our life. I mean, we have people that are taking antidepressants. We have people that are taking drugs, mental drugs, going to mental institutions. I'm talking about believers, followers of Christ that are struggling with anxiety, depression. Why? They're taking care. They're taking all of what they can't do on them, in themselves. We're holding on to things that we was never designed to hold on, guys. Things are going to come at you and things are going to come at me. Trials and tribulations are going to come to us all. The issue is, is how do we deal with those trials and tribulations? Do we try to handle the trial and tribulation? Because that's not what Jesus said. He said, they're coming, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. There's a big I there. And he wasn't talking about you. You have not overcome the world. The only way we've overcome the world is if we tap into his overcoming ability. Then now we're overcomers because of what Jesus did and because of what Jesus can do. But this is so simple 
That sometimes we let it just, oh, yeah, 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 I know. We've got to cast our care on God. Yeah, 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 we got that. No, you don't got it. We don't have it. we got to get it. God is saying, I am your God. You are my kids. Let me be your God. Let me be your daddy. Let me love you. When you screw up, you go to God. He has an unlimited pile of forgiveness. And he's got mercy. He's got goodness that he always wants to extend out to us. You're never going to mess up and make a mistake and go to God. And he's going, no, you're going to stay in that for a little while. He's always extending his mercy and grace and love and forgiveness towards his kids. Why? Because he's a great dad. And he's got enough of it for the whole world. I mean, Jesus died and took the sins of the whole world. Did you know there's enough healing in 1 Peter 2.24 to empty every hospital out today? We're not talking about a powerless God. We're talking about a God that can fix all your problems. All of them. It just may not be overnight. But how long are we going to hold on to these things? How long are we going to hold on to these struggles? It goes on to say this in verse 8. Be sober, be vigilant, because you're who? Whose adversary? Ours. Not God's, ours. That's why I'm very cautious when people start having this mentality, oh, I'm good, I'm all right. You know, I'm all right, I'm good. No, man, I got a close relationship with God. Ain't none of that going to happen to me. When they start talking that way right there, I'm telling you guys, that's danger. <laughs> that ain't humility talking, that's pride talking. You'll never get to the place to where you're above the devourer coming to try to devour you. Never. Because the devourer continually went to who? Jesus. The Son of God. Knowing he wasn't going to get him, but he still went to him. He's going to continually go to us and try to put thoughts of discouragement Thoughts of failure. Thoughts of you ain't going to amount to nothing. You're not going to make it. You're not going to you know, get it this time. He's constantly working on us. That's why Romans 12, 1 and 2 talks about how we're to renew our mind with the Word of God and begin to think like our Father thinks. You begin to think like your daddy and you'll never have another defeated day in your life. When you know how much God loves you and when you know how much God will forgive you, it don't matter what you do wrong, you will run to Him when you make a mistake. But so many people in the church, something happens, they do something wrong, what do they do? Boom. They'll run to other things. And God has always been open arms, no matter how bad we miss it. Amen? But it says, be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. Verse 9. Everybody say that with me. Resist. Well, verse 9. Let's come. Hallelujah. I love it, baby. I tell you, man, y'all are good. Uh, Brandon must have texted everybody and said that. I mean, come on, man. All right, now let's try it again. What's those first two words? Now, who is he talking to? So if the devil's going to leave you, your family, anything about you, who's going to do the resisting? You are. It's on you. I mean, Jesus finished the work and then he gave us the tools to do this thing with. We've got the name of Jesus. And if we use the name of Jesus, everything that has another name will bow to that name. Everything. I don't care what it is. Oh, brother, but it's cancer. Uh, what's the name of it? <laughs> because I got a name greater than that name. Amen. Yeah, but you don't understand, man. It's just, this, this stuff right here, man, I, it's, it's big, man. It's big. Does it have a name? I've got a name that's greater than it. 
The problem is, is we speak to it and we do good for the day one, maybe day two. But all of a sudden it don't change when we think it should change. But what you don't understand, it started changing when you spoke the name. Right. It started turning around right then. It was moving. I mean, them demons were already packing their bags, but you didn't give it enough time. You threw the towel in on day three, and they stopped at the door and said, what did what, he say? He's still got symptoms? He's hurting? Oh, my God. He's going to die? Oh, okay, guys, whoa, hey, get back in here. <laughs> we're, we're, you know. I'm telling you, man, the deviler is a devourer, and he wants to ruin your life. Your life can't be ruined unless you let it. Stand your ground. He's no match for the name of Jesus. He's no match for it at all, guys. And when you look him in the eye, and I know it's hard because he's invisible. <laughs> Just get a picture of an ugly-looking dude there. You know what I'm saying? I'll tell you something, devil. You get out of here in the name of Jesus. And you speak to him, then you back up. And you're going to be tempted to say the wrong things. You're going to be tempted to worry. You're going to be tempted to be in fear. But, guys, when you resist the devil, you've got to give God time to get the devil out of there. It's going to take a little time. It may not just happen overnight. I'm telling you, man. I mean, it's, it's, it's just something where we've got to stick with it. And some of y'all are facing issues right now that I want you to today go home, take this, this passage of Scripture, and say, Father God, in the name of Jesus, I cast this care over to you. And that means when you let go of it, you never take it back up again. You've given it to somebody that's going to fix it. So now all we do is we praise him and we, we lift him up knowing that that's going to be fixed. That's, how, that's what faith is, guys, trust in God. And when you do that, things happen in your life that are good. So it says resist him steadfast in the faith. That means we got to be steady. We, got, we can't let up. You don't just resist him one time and go, oh, okay, that's good. No, 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 no. You keep the gas pedal down, knowing that the same sufferings are experienced by your brotherhood in the world. But may the God of all grace, who called us to his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. Now, when he says suffer for a little while, your daddy never, never, never wants you to suffer in pain, sickness, and disease. Jesus took that on the cross. The suffering he's talking about, it's, it's a persecution. You know, it's, it's suffering for the word's sake. God is not behind teaching his kids with sickness and disease. No more than you're going to teach your kids with sickness and disease. I think we got the heat on. I'm about to be a preacher with no shirt on. <laughs> about to take that shirt off, man. Hallelujah. Come back and preach to y'all, man. Hallelujah. Shirtless. Shirtless preacher. I might start a trend. We may all take our shirt. I mean, guys, okay. <laughs> man, I'm about to. No, that, that baptism was hot too, so it ain't going to be no relief. <laughs> we probably should have left it cold. Hallelujah. Well, anyway, we're going to cast all our care over on God, right? Amen. We're going to cast all our care over on God. Will y'all do that for me this week? I mean, seriously, guys. Cast the cares you have. Some of you guys are in, got fear about maybe some things that are coming up. Maybe you're facing some things that, you know, you, you just, you know, it's, it's kind of got you thinking the wrong way. Uh, maybe you're a little anxious about some things. Your daddy knew about that before it ever showed up. He will help you out. But you've got to give it to him. Well, Pastor, I've tried to give it to him, but then I, and nothing happens, so I take it back and I try to fix it. Again, faith and patience 
will see the promise fulfilled. Faith and patience. You give it to God, you back up, and you let God fix the problem. Child of God, the world is looking for somebody that can fix their problems. And they're first going to see it in us. If they see God that we say is all good, doing good things for us, guess what? Our witness increases. But if your life always looks like the world that you live in, your witness is weak. I'm just being real with you. We're called to stand out. We're not called to blend in. And if you're blending in with the world, all I'm asking you today is maybe you need to look at that blend you have and you might want to take some of those ingredients out and you might want to give it to somebody that can change it all up. We're called to look like Him. And I can tell you right now, if God busted those doors open and walked down this aisle, there wouldn't be an eye in this room that wasn't fixed on Him. Because He would be spectacular. I'm telling you. If God was to appear in the sky, there would not be one knee that ain't bowed to that beautiful sight. I'm telling you that right now. They would be, I mean, they would be begging God to forgive them. Hallelujah. You serve a daddy that is spectacular and amazing. And he loves each one of you guys. You know, I was going to talk about Noah today a little bit and how when he built the ark in a time where sin was abounding, evil was bad, and it was really, really, it was, it was awful. But God saw Noah, and Noah found favor in God's sight. One man stood out amongst a whole generation, telling me and you that now through the finished work of Jesus, we have found favor with God, and we're called to stand out. Let God run your life. Let Him. Man, don't play with this Christianity thing. Don't come to church on Sunday and then on Monday, man, you, you're actually living a whole different way. You're doing something totally different. We're going to leave church today and we're going to read other things. We're going to do other things. We're going to talk a different way. Come on, guys. Come on, y'all. Hallelujah. Man, let's do this, man. We serve a God. El Shaddai. The God who is more than enough. He's not just enough. He's more than enough. I want the world to see God not just off of my lips, but in my life. I want Him to see that He takes care of me. He heals me. He pays my bills. He gives me surplus. He gives me nice things. Amen? I ain't buying into that, that stupid religion telling God wants you to be broke. Yeah, I'm resisting that God wants me to be broke. It's called the devil. I ain't going to be broke. I want to be rich. Wow. Rich, 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 rich. Very rich. I don't get up and get dressed and go out there and work in the sweat to be broke. Are you kidding me? Oh, yeah, man, I'm just doing this, man. See how low and humble I can be. I want to be so broke. <laughs> sweat coming off my head, man. It's crazy. No way, man. I'm looking for God to increase my family. Why? So I can help other families be increased. Amen? And I'm going to tell you what. You want to change a city? You want to change a nation? I'm going to tell you, you get to church wealthy, healthy, and wise. You get the church in that state right there, and I'm going to tell you right now, we'll be, we'll be declaring some things. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? So today we're going to cast all of our care over on Him. Let's all stand. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Y'all did good. I wanted to preach a lot longer, but man, you know what? I don't think we're going to make it. I just don't think we're going to make it. <laughs> the finish line. 
is here. <laughs> it's time to baptize and, and eat some food. But does that bear witness with some people today, man? Y'all got some care in your life? And I believe God just wanted to call a time out. And he wanted you just to tell each one of you guys, trust him. Trust your daddy. You got a family right now that's in the ICU and they're looking at their son. And though those two know God with all their heart, what they're seeing and what they're hearing by doctors and stuff like that, you know it can affect you. And even though you know God will do what he said he will do, and even though you know that God will heal you and help you, but there's times you get in life, man, I'm telling you, that circumstance looks real. It looks very real. And that circumstance can be talking to you in such a way that it really, it, it, it buckles your knees. The whole band ain't got to come up. You guys can just play softly. Y'all, I mean, it's no big deal. Y'all don't, y'all, we're not going to sing a song or nothing. Hallelujah. Y'all can just play some music. That'd be good. Hallelujah. But I'm going to pray over you guys. And those that are going to get